Welcome to Sermon q and I'm Pastor Alex here in the studio with Pastor Michael. And on May 15th, 2022, Pastor Michael preached a sermon, the fourth in the series, Jesus Is. Now, uh, Pastor Michael, in that sermon, you dealt with the idea of Jesus as he kind of talks about big ideas of predestination and election and inevitably in any of these conversations, kind of uh, whenever you bring up the topic of predestination, somebody is going to ask, hey, Pastor Michael, doesn't the Bible teach that Christians have free will? Right. Well, (laughs) I'm going to give you the answer on the front end. Not at all. um, Fair enough. In any way. In fact, uh, I'm going to say something a little surprising at the end of this. So we'll see if, if... if uh, we can, if you can stick it out to them. All right. All right. I want to, I want to briefly talk about two different versions of free will. This is very mm-hmm. important because what most Americans, Westerners, Christians don't realize is that we're taking philosophical Western concepts mm-hmm. and then we are Importing imposing them, them onto the, the New yeah. Testament. And the New Testament does not have these kind of values, right? Correct. It's like taking modern gender theory and trying to import it onto scripture. Right. It's like, it's just not there, you know? Work. So we have to be really careful um, when we read the scriptures to kind of set aside some of our modern mm-hmm. notions of things and and understand what they value. But most people don't know this. And right. so um, there there is there are two, there are multiple ideas of free will, but I'm going to pull out the two most important that, mm-hmm. that affect this conversation. There's what's called libertarian free will. And this is the American notion of free will. And it it is that I am unencumbered to make moral choices, good or bad. Mm-hmm. Um, I can do what I want and maybe sin has affected me a little bit, but I am, I am probably uh, both a good person and a bad person. I can choose God or choose evil as a non-Christian. Right. Heavily influenced by humanism, right? Absolutely. That we can, we can have the ability to choose good things or bad things. In, that kind of in libertarian free will, people are essentially, not totally, but essentially good or capable of good. <laughs> Compatible, compatibilistic free will, uh, I would call this much more of the Bible's version of free will. Mm. And this is our freedom to choose right. morally according to our nature. Yep. Uh, you you had said it in yeah, a really right. helpful so, way. What was so it? I mean, uh, we're depraved, right? Yeah. So that we have a free will, and with that free will, we freely choose to sin. Yes, right. Like freely. that's that's how our free will works. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. So historic Christianity takes the compatibilistic free will view, and you're gonna uh, compatibilistic free will, which means you're free yep. to do what you want to do. Yeah, to that's follow exactly your right. nature. <laughs> and what the Bible teaches is that our will is broken yeah. by sin, mm. and this is where our libertarianism kind of wants to come in. Libertarian free will. <laughs> right. We're like, but how broken? Yeah, right. Like it's not all bad. Right. I and, do good things, Pastor right. Michael. Yes, yeah. of course you do. Um, <laughs> and uh, to whom? And that's the question. Right. Is it good to God? Mm. Now, uh, you can do good things that other people will affirm as good, yeah. but for it to be good to God, it has to yeah. be done by faith and for God's glory. And if you are not a Christian, yeah. you have lost all capacity at that point to do good in God's eyes. That's so right. that's that's a big deal. Um, so what sin has done is it is effectively broken every part of us. Mm. Um, we, we joke and say, you're wanter, you're yeah. picker, you're thinker, and you're feeler. Yes. They're all broken. Every piece. Yeah. Every piece of you is broken. <laughs> and they're not kind of broken. They're actually totally broken. Yeah. And... And, and this is hard for people because mm. our libertarian free will and this notion that people are inherently good mm. creeps in and we're like, but the Bible says there's no one good. No, not one. There is yeah. no one righteous. There is no one who seeks for God, both in Psalms and Paul says yeah. it in, in Romans chapter three. Yeah, Isaiah, all our righteousness, every good deed yep. we do is like filthy rags, right? right. Like it, we're not just talking about filthy rags yeah. there. He's talking about something that is like Dis- grotesque, yeah. despicable, right? right. Yeah. 
so like we have this constant battle between our American libertarian free will, which is in our bones and blood mm-hmm. and marrow. I mean, mm-hmm. we have been marinating in this since the, since the moment we were born. Yes, and then we open up scripture and we have, oh, I'm not good inherently. People aren't good inherently. Yeah. Philanthropists who don't give in Jesus name for God's glory mm-hmm. um, by faith are not I'm actually good, good before yeah. God, even though humans, humanly speaking, yeah. they're doing good things. Comparatively. Comparatively, it right? It seems to be good, right? Yeah. So I want to I want to read two scriptures that I think can help kind of frame frame this. Uh, Romans chapter three says this: None is righteous, no, not one. No one understands. No one seeks for God. Hmm. All have turned aside. Together they have become worthless. No one does good, not mm-hmm. even one. I don't know that he could get more clear. Right. Right. <laughs> so are we? Do we have a free will? I'm free mm-hmm. to do what my heart wants. Yes. It is not righteous. There's no one righteous. Yeah. My heart is not seeking for God. No one mm. seeks for God. My heart is not turned to God. All have turned aside. My heart is not really useful for God's kingdom. It is worthless for that. Mm. Uh, it is not doing good because no one does good, not even one. Mm. And then 1 Corinthians 12, 14, Paul says it a different way. He says the natural person, he's talking about the non-Christian here, by the way, mm. does not accept the things of the spirit of God. It's not mm. possible because the natural person cannot want the things of God. Yeah. Which is why being chosen and, and saved and right. called by the Father right. is so important yep. because when the Lord saves you and awakens your heart to Christ, he's giving you a new heart he to give you, right. That's literally what right. the Old Testament talked about. Like, Absolutely. You will not become the people you need to be until I give you a new heart. Amen. And that's what I'm going to do for you. So all of this plays into the will side. So we're free, mm-hmm. if we want to use yeah. the phrase, I don't like sure, it, but right. uh, we're free to do what our nature wants. Yes. And the Bible teaches that before Christ, our mm-hmm. nature does not seek for God or want for God. Now, somebody could be asking like, okay, well, then why do people seek him and trust him? Because God is drawing them mm-hmm. and saving them. Right. That's yeah. why. And this is why we say like, if we're going to have a deeply biblically rooted theology of salvation behind the scenes, mm-hmm. then we need to really understand that like, God is at work overcoming yes. the resistance yeah. of, of the human heart. So uh, there are two scriptures that speak directly to the will. Yeah. Now at this point, somebody might be listening to me and saying, I don't agree with him. I don't like the way he interpreted those. That's sure. fine. Um, when the Bible speaks about the human will, mm-hmm. um, this is where people, Christians are mm-hmm. faced. Like if a non-Christian is listening to this, who cares? Like, they're not going to really care right. about this discussion. Right. right. But like, if you're a Christian, Sometimes when you read the Bible, uh, your libertarian free will smacks right up against Jesus yes. and Paul, and, yep. and they don't mix. Yeah. So let's watch this happen. And uh, John 1, 12 to 13, uh, John says, to all who did receive him, Jesus, who yes. believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. And we mm-hmm. applaud and we say, yay, anybody mm-hmm. who believes. And it's true, right? Mm-hmm. Anybody who does. And then he talks about behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. And he talks about how they were born spiritually. Who were born, not of blood, meaning it doesn't, you weren't born again because you're Jewish. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were not born uh, of the will of the flesh. And somebody might say, oh, that doesn't really mean free will. But then he clarifies and he goes, all right, fine. Nor the, the will, will of man. Right. Huh? He's like being, he's being totally explicit here. Right. He's like. You, there's nothing you could conjure up right. inside of you from any motivation that yes. you possibly have that could get you this birth. Right? Correct. And, and then he says, but of God, let's just read this again, who were born, not of blood, nor mm. of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Yeah. And 
what John is setting up is for mm-hmm. Jesus' teaching in John 6, that nobody can come to, to Jesus unless the Father draws him, mm-hmm. uh, unless it's granted to them of the Father. And this is what he's going after. And then he says, it is the Spirit who gives life. In mean, John 6, Jesus is unrelenting yeah. about it, it is God's yes. will that brings us to salvation, so, uh, not our will. Let's just take the... the uh, you know, our favorite Bible verse, John three sixteen. that says, mm-hmm. uh, whosoever believes in him. Yeah. So, right. We love to take that and say, you have to make a decision for Jesus and you do have to make a decision. You do. And you're responsible. But entirety of John chapter three, leading up to that point, Jesus has been making the point with Nicodemus yeah. that you must be born again yep. and that the spirit of God is what does that. Yeah. Right. And he says it and the, the wind, the wind, it's uh, the, wind the spirit blows is like where the wind. It wants. Yeah. The wind blows <laughs> so, where it wants. And yeah. in the same way, the spirit does what it wants, right. Yeah. Or what he wants. And yeah. so, uh, and, so that is the way this, yeah. this new birth is brought about. And yep. so then he says, and this is how it works. Whosoever believes in him shall yeah. not perish, but have eternal life. What John is doing is he makes his point and then he draws out teaching the point through Jesus's yes. teaching. Yes. And it just keeps growing and growing. Now, here's the deal. This smacks right in the face of libertarian free will. Yeah. And I get yes. that. I understand that. But Jesus is not thinking in terms of mm-hmm. modern Western American enlightenment values right. and culture. He is processing this from the eternal perspective mm-hmm. and mind of God. Mm-hmm. And uh, so then Romans nine is another one and Romans nine, one verse 16, where it talks explicitly about the will and Paul's talking about how salvation happened. Romans nine is probably the most controversial chapter in all of Paul's writings. So John six is Jesus. Romans nine is Paul. He says, so then it depends talking about salvation, not on human will Mm. or exertion. Meaning uh, this is a Jewish way of saying like uh, the accrual of good works or trying hard enough or something of the sorts. And then uh, you have to understand, he got all of his doctrine of salvation from Jesus. Yes, so Paul and Jesus aren't opposed. Yep. All, all Paul does is obsessively study the life of Jesus, mm-hmm. the teaching of Jesus, and then extrapolates mm-hmm. it for Christians mm-hmm. to understand it better. Um, he says, it does not depend on human will or exertion, but on God. He's the one who has mercy. Mm-hmm. So let me, let, me, um, let me go to my, like I think, insight and surprise yeah. about free will. So if we're talking about free moral will, the freedom to do good or evil, um, angels and God do not have a free will. Hmm. They are free only to do to righteous. Do yeah. Non-Christians, and I, I, I feel bad putting them in the same category, but non-Christians and demons mm-hmm. do not have a free will. Hmm. They are free only to sin um, yeah. before God, not before man. And yeah, it doesn't right, mean right. That, that everyone's going to be as bad as they could be. That's right. not the point of... Right the doctrine of total depravity. Um, It is the only living being, the only agent in all of creation and all of history Mm. who has a free will Mm. would be pre-resurrected living Christians. Oh yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Us. Mm. I can freely choose to glorify God morally. Because I have the Holy Correct. Spirit who right. yes. regenerated right. me, born, I'm yes. born again. Giving you a new heart. Yes. Should I persevere to the end? Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> or, like I can choose evil. I can choose sin. I can do both of those. I have a moral free will as a follower of Mm. Jesus. God does not have a moral Mm. free will. It's impossible for God to sin because there's no sin in his heart or mind. Mm. It's impossible for an angel to sin because there is no sin in their heart or their mind. And it's impossible for a demon to do good because there is no actual righteousness doing Mm. things by faith for the glory of God um, in them. And it's impossible for a non-Christian to do righteousness because there's no one good. There's no one righteous and righteousness requires faith. Mm. So, of all the agents in the world, you, you and me and any 
Christian watching this, we have a free will yeah. morally. Yeah. Um, and that is an incredible gift that Amen. we have. And it's also a very yeah. dangerous gift. Yeah. And we also, to have that free will, we need the blood yes. of Christ covering us yeah. every day because we freely sometimes yeah. still choose yeah. sin. You know what I love about that Romans 9 passage is that it ends. And like, this is where the significant part, right? It depends on God. Mm. And the fact that God, by his will, mm. would choose to bring us to life, nothing that we could do on ourselves. That is all about his mercy, mm. right? What a gift it is to receive this thing that we have been given, that we had no hope of attaining yeah. on our own, yet he extends it to yes. us. And I, and I bet if there's a discerning listener, they're like, but wait a minute, what about this? What about this? What about this? <laughs> sure. This, is, this teaching isn't in, in distinction to every person is responsible to believe. Absolutely. And this is where I talked about the reality of living in two different truthful tensions. <laughs> right. I'm not talking about the other side of the, of the coin right. of this, because that's not the point of this. Right. Um, but- just because I'm responsible, that's a biblical teaching. Um, when I get to heaven, I'm going to say my salvation was all of God. Yes, 100% him, 0% me. Amen. Amen. Well, Pastor Michael, thank you for that. Enjoy. And thank you for joining us. Please stick around for more questions on Sermon Q&A.